A Mysterious Case by Anna Catherine Green Read by Liza Ross It was a mystery to me, but not to the other doctors. They took, as was natural, the worst possible view of the matter, and accepted the only solution which the facts seemed to warrant. But they are men, and I am a woman. Besides, I knew the nurse well, and I could not believe her capable of willful deceit, much less of the heinous crime which deceit in this case involved. So to me, the affair was a mystery. The facts were these. My patient, a young typist, seemingly without friends or enemies, lay in a small room of a boarding house, afflicted with a painful but not dangerous malady. Though she was comparatively helpless, her vital organs were strong, and we never had a moment's uneasiness concerning her till one morning, when we found her in an almost dying condition from having taken, as we quickly discovered, a dose of poison, instead of the soothing mixture which had been left for her with the nurse. Poison! And no one, not even herself or the nurse, could explain how the same got into the room, much less into her medicine. And when I came to study the situation, I found myself as much at a loss as they, indeed more so, for I knew I had made no mistake in preparing the mixture, and that, even if I had, this especial poison could not have found its way into it, owing to the fact that there neither was, nor ever had been, a drop of it in my possession. The mixture, then, was pure when it left my hand, and according to the nurse, whom, as I have said, I implicitly believe, it went into the glass pure. And yet when, two hours later, Without her having left the room or anybody coming into it, she found occasion to administer the draft. Poison was in the cup, and the patient was only saved from death by the most immediate and energetic measures, not only on her part, but on that of Dr. Holmes, whom in her haste and perturbation she had called in from the adjacent house. The patient, young, innocent, unfortunate, but of a strangely courageous disposition, betrayed nothing but the utmost surprise at the peril she had so narrowly escaped. When Dr. Holmes intimated that perhaps she had been tired of suffering, and had herself found means of putting the deadly drug into her medicine, she opened her great gray eyes with such a look of childlike surprise and reproach that he blushed and murmured some sort of apology. "'Poison myself!' she cried. "'When you promise me that I shall get well?' You do not know what a horror I have of dying in debt, or you would never say that. This was some time after the critical moment had passed, and there were in the room Mrs. Dayton, the landlady, Dr. Holmes, the nurse, and myself. At the utterance of these words, we all felt ashamed and cast looks of increased interest at the poor girl. She was very lovely, Though without means, and to all appearance without friends, she possessed in great degree the charm of winsomeness, and not even her many sufferings, nor the indignation under which she was then laboring, could quite rob her countenance of that tender and confiding expression which so often redeems the plainest face and makes beauty doubly attractive. "'Dr. Holmes does not know you,' I hastened to say. "'I do,' and utterly repel for you any such insinuation. In return, will you tell me, 
if there's anyone in the world whom you can call your enemy? Though the chief mystery is how so deadly and unusual a poison could have gotten into a clean glass without the knowledge of yourself or the nurse, still it might not be amiss to know if there is anyone, here or elsewhere, who for any reason might desire your death.